0: Hey, Pawn family, it's Egal, and welcome back to another episode of the Pawn Leaders Podcast. On this episode, I'm excited to have uh, somebody here from Boise, Idaho, who's 31 years old, who started as a lone wolf in the industry with zero pawn shop experience. He's a former Marine and contractor, and he opened a store to get home and build a legacy. And people taking care of people is his motto. But before we get to the guest, a big shout out to the sponsor of the podcast, Podium, Seriously, I've been seeing such incredible responses and wins with pawnbrokers using Podium. Now, what's Podium? Podium helps you get Google reviews, and it helps you increase your connection with your clients using text messaging and other services for your website. I have clients who use Podium. Many people are signing up for Podium, and if you're not using Podium, you are missing out. So go to Podium.com slash PawnLeaders to get a special discount just for you, the listener of the podcast. Now, on to my podcast episode with my good friend, Sam Reed from Sam's Locker Pawn. Hey everyone, my name is Igalodato and this is the Pawn Leaders Podcast. A podcast to help you make more money, stress less, and live an epic life, all while working at the pawn shop. Sam, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Igor. No, so, so happy to have you here, man. Um, you know, your, your story is not unique, but it's a great story. So first, let's start with where you are. Um, what are the, the laws? So how much interest you're allowed to charge in the hold period? And let's talk about your story, man. I think it's, it's an right. awesome one. So go for it.
1: All right, cool. Um, so I'm in Boise, Idaho. Um, lived here since 98, since I was about 10. Uh, city, the, there's no state regulations, only city regulations, and, um, they do not regulate our interest, uh, 20 day hold periods on buys and 30 day hold periods on pawns. And, um, actually you could write a pawn, you know, for only two weeks, if you wanted, you just couldn't resell it for over, you know, 20 to 30 days.
0: Got it. Cool, man. So from military service to pawnbroker. Kind of tell me the story of how how that happened.
1: All right, so um, I was graduating high school. Had a pretty bad, um, I guess, education uh, motivation. So I didn't I didn't pursue education very much through middle school. I think my senior year hit, and I was like, "Crap, I need to get my grades up." I'm about to get a full ride scholarship for wrestling. Um, full ride came through, but I didn't feel like I was ready for. Um, higher education, and so I decided to pursue my childhood dream. Uh, so I joined the Marine Corps, did five years of service, kept contracting for about five more years, and kind of got tired of being out of town. And so I decided to pursue my other childhood dream, which was to uh, you know be an entrepreneur and business owner. At that time, reached out to a pawn shop who was closing down. Sat down with him for about well, twenty to thirty minutes. Um, then it followed by another two hours and it's like, okay, I'm opening a pawn shop and that's about where it started. So
0: awesome. How long ago was that? So when, when, when did uh, Sam's locker open up?
1: Four years, two months ago. Nice. And so I was, you know, all self-funded, um, from all my savings, made a couple good house moves kind of by accident on buying and selling. And, um, so I started pretty small, wanted to keep the overhead low because I didn't really know what I was getting into. And, um, about 15 months ago, I opened a second store, closed the first one, and now I'm here at the, I guess the, I don't know, it's not a mega store, but it's definitely a premier store. town.
0: Yeah. And for those of you who haven't seen, if you're not following uh, Sam's Facebook page, you've got to check out the new video he posted up <laughs> on Sam's log. It's such an epic video. And I love the fact that you created that content. Last time I checked a couple of days ago, it was over a thousand views. So I'm sure yeah, you're just. That's
1: pretty awesome. It's,
0: it's growing pretty cool, awesome. And so, four years in business, what are some of the things that you found that um, mistakes that you made um, that you can kind of share with with the audience, and then we'll go into what you did that really helped you increase your business? Because I know that you um, were awesome, and you more than doubled your palm balance in the last like six to eight months. So first, talk yeah. about like the mistakes, right? Like what mistakes did you make looking back where you were just like, oh my god, I can't believe. I did that
1: so many <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so I tried to take on too many things at the beginning i 'd actually purchased a another store, a clothing store called other Mother's for my mom for retirement, and it almost you know it almost tanked me you now i 'm trying to keep it afloat flow uh, green to high lease costs and things like that. so I think the first mistake I did was actually I was doing like three businesses, trying to do too much um, So that, you know, once I started focusing on just the pawn shop, that's when things got a lot better. So I'd say that's like mistake one is you just got to focus and uh, consistency. So I wasn't very consistent. I was kind of all over the place. And so, you know, finishing things 70% of the way doesn't get you to where you need to be. You need to be at least 95%. So, And then... Another big mistake I think I did was during my initial build out of the first store. I didn't really look at traffic counts and location. So I thought I just kind of knew and went with the cheapest lease, um, which I found out now with my my newer store that location is you know very crucial. Um, sometimes even if you're paying double the square footage cost, it could be well worth it. Um, and then I think you know just kind of hiring general contractors and not doing multiple bids from the beginning, I I had a ton of waste that just, I don't, I think was unnecessary. I'd say probably, you know, probably 50 grand I lost the first year just that I could have saved if I would have known what I was doing now.
0: Gotcha, man. So let's talk about the focus and the consistency real quick. It's something that we talk about in the mastermind all the time. You are a a, a mastermind family member. Yes. Um, You were in the mastermind for a long time and then you crushed it and um, you know, how did that what happened when you got consistent what what changed obviously we're entrepreneurs and you know we have the squirrel syndrome where Mm -hmm. we kind of want to do so many things at once but once you kind of focused what came to light and what did you do when you focused that increased your palm balance
1: okay yeah so um right before i started the masterminds um which i didn't know about at the time i knew when i was opening the new store it was going to be more epic And I knew that I couldn't take those losses and struggles I had before because I was I was on a much smaller budget, and so I started reaching out. Like I was like, okay, these three things need to be solved. Two of these I really don't have a clue how to do, and so I searched for podcasts. Came across uh, the Pond Leader Podcast, which has been epic for me. Um, At that point, you know, we connected. Um, You told me about the masterminds group. I was like, hell yeah, let's get on board, and. I think the biggest things that helped from the, you know, I didn't think of the consistency that way until um, you guys were coaching me on it. Um, but that consistency and focus, um, just keeps you like driving every day. So, you know, even if you're doing something poorly, if you're consistent with it, like in business, it'll still do okay. So you could like have a bad business model, but if you're consistent every day, you'll probably still succeed. Um, so I just kind of maintained that consistency, which I definitely wasn't consistent before that. And I think you guys, uh, masterminds kept me account- accountable for that.
0: Well, one thing about you and I told you before and when we chatted is, um, you know, it's important to get, you know, coaching or consulting, whatever, but you took every bit of information and you just ran, like you did it. And I think that, and I always talk about this on the podcast, it's all about execution, right? Like mm-hmm. when you execute, um, you get things done. Now, can you kind of relay the fact that how you execute and your military service, was that kind of taught to you there or was, was it from somewhere uh, else? I think,
1: hmm, I don't know. I think it comes from wrestling. Okay. So re- wrestling and you know, I wrestled my whole life and had some really hard coaches. And I think that I wasn't very good at first. And so that like, yeah, there's nothing ever harder than those practices in my whole life. So other than maybe deployments, but, um, and I think the military taught that to me in the, you know, all the time overseas, I probably spent over five years in Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, in that, like that grind is a lot different. It's easy to grind for two months but when you spend like 14 months straight, it's a whole different grind.
0: Yeah. So I don't know if you know this about me, but I wrestled in high school I and, do. uh, Oh, awesome. So um, it was, I was in the best shape of my life, man. Like there was like morning practices after school practices and I had a coach who I'll never forget. He just kept on saying like, you're going to hate me when you practice, but you're going to love me when you win. And -hmm. what that taught me was that the process doesn't have to be pretty. The process doesn't have to be fun, but the success at the end is what makes it fun.
1: It's worth it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you said,
1: and and I was going to say the interesting thing with, you know, at least the pawn shop when I started it, the drive for the success isn't, it's not financial. It's like the legacy or the like building something. It's fun. It's, it's exciting when things are doing successful and you, you know, you strategize or, you you know, you plan it out and then you implement and then it goes successful. Like, and then that, that reward at the end, like, what I'm reaping right now uh, something you, you, I didn't ever think about before the masterminds was to have a good business. You need to have a good personal life. And so I wasn't focusing on my personal life. Not that it was horrible, but it wasn't like, it wasn't great either. It was just, you know, it was kind of just maintaining. And so I started focusing more on spending time at home, developing processes that allow me not to have to be here every minute or getting, you know, a bunch of calls when I'm not at work. Um, And so I think the last three months have just been great for me uh, in terms of like, I have more free time than I ever had before. Um, and we're are you know, we're making more than we've ever made before also. And my pawn balance is also higher than it's ever been. So
0: I'm I'm here celebrating, man, because that's it's music to my ears. I know that when you came in, there was a lot of stress. And I think that like for the people listening, what I what I want you guys to know, and the reason why I started the podcast and I called it pawn leaders, is you can either build a job for yourself or you can build a business for yourself. And a job is being a pawnbroker broker sitting at the store seven days a week, 14 hours a day. Not having a life, or you can build like the process and sand that you that you spoke about, where you can enjoy your life more. I know that, like you took the uh, uh, the fact that I said if you exercise more, you'll make more money. And, oh, that
1: that month I made more than I ever made. I've been exercising <laughs> now, but that month was my most epic month, which yeah. is pretty crazy,
0: because what people don't understand sometimes is like when you exercise, you get all that stress, the anxiety, um there's like a chemical. Um, reaction happening and endorphins are coming out so that when you get to work, when you get to the pawn shop, you're more focused. You're leading without stress. You're leading with less baggage and you just make more money. Mm -hmm. You know, people understand, people have asked me before, like, man, I just want you to teach me how to to grow my loan balance. I don't care about like exercise and losing weight. I'm like, brother, if you want to grow your loan balance, you've got to exercise. Mm -hmm. It's a big part of it, you know? Yeah,
1: since, I stopped, since I stopped exercising and left the masterminds, my pawn balance has stayed steady. It hasn't grown. Uh, but, I'm okay, but, but I'm okay with that, you know, yeah. at this
0: point. So. Yeah, and I know that you, you've grown very quickly, very fast, and so you wanted to slow down a little bit mm-hmm. to kind of refocus and put more processes in place so that you can grow at a steady rate. Awesome, brother. So, Sam, let's talk about something that I think that you are a bad ass at. While you were in the mastermind, you were always giving ideas about how to turn inventory. And you just gave me the number. Your inventory turn is basically 5.8, which means that you turn inventory every, almost every two months. Is that right? That's dude. So I've talked about hoarding before. You are the epitome of the opposite of of a pawn hoarder. How do you do it? How are you turning inventory so quickly? And what are you seeing in doing that that's helped your business out? Okay.
1: Um, so I, we're doing it so quickly because I put together, um, some kind of I like guess semi automation. So I took, took the website, how we picture and all our, all of our whole processes. And then I implemented a Excel that, um, we press a button. It generates all of our Facebook and Craigslist postings, and then we just copy paste. So, um, basically all that external marketing, um, Is done in about 20 seconds of product. And it's part of our weekly process. So by every day or by Thursday, at the end of the day on Thursday every week, every new item that's been listed needs to be posted on Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist. Um, And then we implemented Grasshopper, uh, which I think I'm going to switch to Podium soon. But we implemented Grasshopper for text messaging. So they can call the business or they can text the business and every pawn broker I have including me can check that and reply to them quickly um, because I think it all comes down to quick replies end up closing the deal. So if you wait, if you wait 24 hours to reply to a message, you might not close it. Um, But if you reply in about five minutes, they're probably going to come by the product.
0: Also something else that you do that you've mentioned before in the mastermind was that you auction a lot of your stuff off. Uh, Yes. you You kind of like bulk everything out, send it to an auction house. They auction it off. You might make a smaller margin on it, but you're turning that inventory to get cash to put into your loan balance because you more than doubled your loan balance.
1: Correct. Yeah. So what I what I kind of looked at when I was opening the new store was okay. So one of my problems is I can't get stuck on inventory. If I get if I get tied up in all this inventory, I can't increase my pawn balance, and ultimately it will lead to my failure. So I developed two different so the, uh, two different auction companies, and then one um, jewelry store where I pushed my product out to and I can sign through them, and they understand that I don't need a huge margin. Um, so the at the end of the day, I look at all my product as and though I need to turn it at least a 10% profit on it per month. So if it's gonna sit six months, I need to make 60%. If it's gonna sit 30 days, I need to make 10%. Um, so, you know, it's all about the turn. Like if you look at these coin dealers, these big online gold shops, it's not about holding your product, it's about turning it, turning it, and increasing that profit because um, all it's going to do is grow, you know, grow your bank account, I guess.
0: Yeah. Awesome, man. I love that. For those of you who are listening, you know, if you don't know how to get your, um, your inventory turn number, reach out to me. I'll, I'll show you how to do that. But, I mean, a 5.8 is outstanding. I see pawn shops who are at a 1, which basically means it takes them a year to turn their merchandise. They're at a 0.5. They might be at a 2 every six months. But almost at a 6, but I congratulate you for that, man. That's, Thank cool. you. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, and to like motivate people, we did, I think we did something like 800,000 in, in sales revenue uh, with three full-time guys. Oh, so that's, so I, don't, I don't know what the standard in the industry is,
0: but those numbers
1: in that turn was done with three guys.
0: And just to mention, how big is your shop square footage?
1: 3,500 square foot total, um, about 1,000 to 1,400 square foot of that is uh, retail store frontage and the rest is all storage.
0: And you don't have to have an 8,000 square foot store to do what Sam's doing. So, dude, seriously, congrats and thanks for sharing that.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: So, can I tell me what's going on with Sam's Locker? Like, what's what's, what's the future hold for Sam's Locker? Um, okay. what, what's happening?
1: So, man, um, last, about three months ago, I decided to cut my overhead way down because it was all about growing, growing, growing. And I just wasn't looking at overhead. Um, so I was like, okay, let me cut my overhead back, kind of refocus a little bit on making sure I'm cash flowing, um, which is also advice you gave me, you know, so I started actually payrolling myself for the first time, you know, within, it'd been like three and a half years, um, cut some overhead back, cut some staffing back or some of my team members and really focused on my key guys, um, that piece of information about, um, uh, what, what did you put in there it was uh, treat your pawn shop or treat your business like your baby um, if anything's jeopardizing your baby then get rid of like get rid of what's jeopardizing and so we kind of had a guy who was you know great working here um but had some had some issues where it just wasn't meshing with the, the team well and my business philosophy and how I want to take the business so yeah cut back on that and Um, this year, the plan is to not really grow, just kind of put all those processes in place, build a really good culture through processes and make sure that's running correctly. And then 2020 open a, either the same size store or a mega store I've decided on that. And then, and then I want to be out of the business by the time I'm 40. So I want to grow, 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 and then, or passive become really passive by the time I'm 40. So I want to structure it that way, which is eight years down the road.
0: What's amazing to me is, you know, I've been in the business for 16 years, third generation, been to every single pawn convention. And the way you're speaking is that of a true CEO and entrepreneur, as opposed to just a pawnbroker. You're talking about strategy. You're talking about, um, you know, holding your, your business like your baby. You're talking about vision and, and your mission. And that's what I want for the pawnbrokers listening. You've got to slow down sometimes to be able to speed up. And I did a video on this. You've got to sit back and talk about culture. Like what does my culture look like? I remember Sam, when you were in the mastermind, you know, it was getting rid of like one of your top guys. You know, it was like the, the general manager, the store manager, and it was conversation. Then you you got rid of them. And when you did, it was like, oh my God, that's you know, oh, that's such true. a weight off my shoulder. You yeah, know? I was
1: just talking, I was just talking to my guys yesterday about uh, just how things have been. And I tell them how much I appreciate I've never been. Less stressed in my life than I am now, and had more time on my hands than I've ever had now.
0: Yeah, um, I'm I'm about to cry a tear of, yeah. of a happy coach. <laughs> my wife's
1: been my wife's been happy too. So yeah. awesome,
0: awesome. Um, and you're a great guy, man. You deserve it. So
1: yeah, and appreciate that. So that's that actually goes to our like the company core value that you know we really push um, is where people taking care of people. So we push that to cus- to our customers and clients. You know, and I, and the same thing to my team, you know, when people walk in the door, a lot of the time they don't want to be coming in here for money. Um, they're in a, they're, they're having some kind of struggle or something in their life and we need to keep that in mind. You know, at the end of the day, we, you know, we're here to make money, but I'm also not here to rip people off. And I think that's a much better long-term business plan. Um and we'll just keep the growth organically happening. So I, I think we are up to like almost 400 Google reviews with only is one or two negative, um, which were, you know, not justified, but, um, uh, yeah. So, and then we don't ask for five star reviews. We just ask, you know, we just ask customers for reviews. We tell them, Hey, reviews really help us out. Red or view based on your experience, um, awesome. which has been, which has been a really big part of the business too, for, um, uh, you know, keeping us busy as our
0: reviews. Awesome. So we have, you know, 39 countries listening, over 500 palm brokers a week are listening to the podcast. There are palm brokers, Sam, listening who are stressed out, who are anxious, who, you know, might be listening to the podcast, but they're not making that next move, that next step. Um, being in the mastermind and, and learning everything that you learned, what do you think is the first thing that the person who's listening, who's stressed out, who's anxious should implement? so that they can have that life that you're living right now, which is a little bit more free time, not as much anxiety or stress.
1: Okay, Uh, I think they probably need to write down their three goals with their business, Um, circle the top one and focus on reaching that goal. And then on the, you know, um, in tandem, write down the three things that are stressing them out the most and alleviate the one. Okay, so that you had me do that. I wrote down the three. One of them was finance finances. Um, So getting more money basically to grow my loan balance. So I focused on that. And I think it only took a week. So once I actually like hyper focused on and that was my only goal, it took a week and um, through some connections and you know, talking to different people, you know, uh, got another, I think it was 50,000 line of credit. And that's, you know, that relieved that stress. And then I focused on the next thing, which was, you know, um, team members. And so I think, like, that's the big thing. You got to, like, write those down and then choose one, fix the one problem, and then work on to the next.
0: Love that, man. And I want people to who are listening to know that you don't have to do this alone. Like, the beauty of being in a group like the Mastermind is that every week you get on a call and you're held accountable, you have to hyper-focus. Because you get on that call with, you know, 8, 9, 10 people, and if you say, hey, I didn't do it, kind of feel like, you know, Damn I, I didn't get I didn't do what I promised, so you always hyper focused, and I'm super proud of you, man, for what you've appreciate done, it. what you've accomplished. Um, you know that I love you. Um, Sam was actually out in San Diego some months ago visiting Cashco, and we gave him a tour of of some of the family stores and so like it's about it's about learning right? It's about learning, it's mm-hmm. about absorbing, but most importantly, it's about executing.
1: yeah, implementation yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I appreciate that trip. that was pretty awesome. so if anybody's listening. You should hit up Yagal. And if you're in that area, you know,
0: yeah, 100%. If you're, if you're ever in San Diego and if you're listening to the podcast, shoot me a message. Um, would love to connect with you. Um, yeah, Sam, and,
1: and I really appreciate the you know, you and the pot, the pawn leaders podcast. Like, so I still, when I go do some side contracting work, I, um, every city I go to, I usually will find a pawnbroker broker or the owner, um, and they'll let me tour the shop and give me advice. And I just, try to absorb as much as I can um, and then choose a couple things that I like.
0: Awesome. Very, very cool, brother. Sam, thank you for, for being on the podcast. Um, You know, it was an honor having you in the mastermind. And I think if you're listening, the mastermind, a lot of people say, oh man, it's, it's expensive. But what I will promise you is if you get in the mastermind, it will pay for itself. Am I right, Sam?
1: Yes. And I will say the only reason I'm not in the masterminds right now is because I learned so much information I needed to focus on, um, you know, focus on that. And, you know, I'll be rejoining probably, I'd say another six months or so, yeah. maybe sooner. Yeah.
0: So, so okay. you know, it's about, it's about learning. It's about being hyper-focused. It's about, you know, being held accountable. That's what grows business. That's what makes you an incredible pawnbroker. So if you're interested, go to pawnleaders.com. Um, go to programs and under master uh, under mastermind. There's a little uh, application. Fill out the application. Send me a message on Facebook if you're interested um, in chatting. Um, Sam, I say this to the mastermind every single time we're about to get off. I haven't said this to you in a while. I love you, brother. Um, I hope to see, you, see you soon. Thanks for being on. And uh, for those of you who are not in the podcast community, go to Facebook.com. Just search uh, Paul Leaders Podcast and also go to pawnleaders.com tons of information. There's a blog. All of the other episodes are there. Sam, anything that you want to say in closing to the Palm Brokers listening?
1: Just keep grinding and, you know, live that stress-free life. That's what it's about.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Make more, stress less, and live an epic life. That's what it's all about. Cool, man. Thanks for being on, brother.
1: Thanks.